0: Welcome to the ShrinkThink Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon, here to bridge the gap between therapists and clients.
1: We are your companions on your journey to build your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've created a free email course on our website, ShrinkThink.com forward slash awesome, just kidding, (laughs) forward slash podcast. We've got practical steps on overcoming fear and anxiety.
0: Hey, thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. Disclaimer and newsflash. We are not your therapist. Welcome to the game. We are just educating you and that is it. Do not take what we're saying as a life-changing situation. Please just enjoy the program, sit back relax, and thank you for being here.
2: Hi folks, Gordon Brewer here, and if you don't know me, I'm the person behind the Kindness and Compassion podcast, which is part of the Psychcraft Network of Podcasts, and I'm so proud to be part of this network, along with Nathan and Aaron, and the great work they are doing to help people in their lives and in their journeys, and if you haven't discovered the Kindness and Compassion podcast, you can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts, I'd love for you to join me as I explore both the psychological and spiritual and emotional sides of how we can live into more kindness and compassion in our lives. It's a podcast devoted to helping people find peace and contentment in their lives through the practices of kindness and compassion. You can also check us out at kindnessandcompassion.com. Hey,
1: everyone. Welcome to the Shrink Think podcast. How you doing? I'm
0: doing pretty good. Pretty good for us. Hey, go to the swag shop while you're thinking about wanting to know if you still want to listen to us after (laughs) that weird opening. It's a
1: very weird opening because we actually if you cannot see this, it's because you're listening to a podcast and therefore there's nothing to see because (laughs) it's a podcast. But if you do switch over to our YouTube channel you can see presently that I am displaying a piece of art from our swag shop. On his body.
0: Yes. It's called a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's not a tattoo. It's not a like I mean you said art. I'm like, what? what?
1: But it I actually designed this. Well, actually, that's not true. Um, I took the design and changed the words or whatever. But like I made it our own. Right. So I kind of designed it. You know, it says and this is the title of our episode today. You are the biggest problem in your life.
0: Boom. Are you depressed yet?
1: (laughs) (laughs) If not, give us 10 more minutes. We'll get you there. No, I mean, obviously we don't want you to be depressed. That's why we're therapists. We want to help you not be depressed or anxious or have all these problems in your life. We want you to stop being the problem in your life. However, you always will be. But we want to give you some tools to like mitigate that. Right. And so uh, I know we've talked about this before. It's not a new subject, a new topic, but I want to get into the nuances of it because here's the deal. You can know this stuff that you are the biggest problem in your own life. You're like, yes, I agree. I know this, or whatever. You can even understand what that looks like. And then two hours later, you're in a situation. Somebody does something. Maybe it's a family member or a friend or a loved one or whatever. They do something and you get all upset and you're so mad at them. And you're like, oh, if they would only blank, it's them. They're the problem. So it's like, the saying goes from I'm the biggest problem in my own life to I am the biggest problem in my own life until you do something stupid. And then it's you, (laughs) then it's your
0: problem. I thought that was the truth. (laughs) We know it's not
1: exactly. So we're like, we're creating these like little bubbles around ourselves of pockets of not wanting to see ourselves as the problem in every situation, because that would be awful if Somebody did something that was legitimately bad, terrible. I can blame them for it, you know, point to them and say, like, it's they should not have done that. It's really difficult to say inside of that, yeah, but I'm my own biggest problem in that scenario because of my reaction, my interpretation, my blame, you know, my communication or how I participated in that. So that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: Yeah. And I think everything's related ultimately to self worth. So, I mean, it's hard to take ownership of something if what you normally do is go, of course it's my fault. I'm a horrible person. That's not what we're talking about. That we're yeah, not talking do about. Just realize that you're a horrible person and everything will be fine because you are the butt of everybody's jokes. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's not, not what's happening right now.
1: And if that is you, if that does, I mean, honestly, if that does resonate with you, if that's the kind of thing you find yourself saying, go to therapy, get some help on that because you're not that bad, right? Not everything is about you. Right. And so like this, Title of this episode might make you think, oh, everything is about me, I'm the biggest problem. It's no, that's not true. You're not the biggest problem in the sense that you're so bad. It's just that you're getting in your own way. You're contributing to things that you can do differently that can get yourself out of the way to make
0: yourself more available for other people. Essentially what we're talking about is influence. Who who has the most influence over you? I do. And you do. The shrinking Thing Podcast.
1: That's why we're here. You're welcome. Put your life Until in our you push hands. push pause or stop. But don't do that. Just subscribe and just keep listening. Put your life in our hands. We'll take very good care of you. Oh my land. But This is not therapy. Right, exactly. Also that. So, okay, let's break this down. What does this look like? You are the biggest problem in your life. What this means is that You've got your own thinking patterns, which is like your mindset. You've got your own feelings, like the way that you regulate your emotions. And then you've got your words and your actions, which are your responses. You are solely and completely responsible for those. Other people can influence you like you can be a jerk to me. You can call me names. You can, you know, criticize me or whatever. And I'm going to now have certain feelings. I'm going to have interpretations of what's happening And I'm going to have certain reactions that will either, uh, I guess, mitigate that or like buffer that. Right. Like insulate me from that or remove myself entirely from that. Or I'm going to have certain reactions that are going to actually make things worse that are going to participate in that and actually like escalate. Right. So that things are maybe I say something critical in return or I say a reaction in return and then you say something even more critical or reactive in turn. And that's making things worse. I didn't make things better for myself or for you. I made them
0: worse. And there is um, obviously we're talking about this back and forth nature to things. The other component is um, for you to really be able to understand and know the truth for yourself. Like so what I mean by that is to know what your feelings, thoughts and behaviors are what's going on in the moment. So what we're telling you essentially is, hey, you can affect the situation three different ways. and You are entitled as a human being to take up space, you know, like to, Hey, look, you are another human being on this planet. You have value. You have intrinsic worth. So you are entitled to that. Literally, it's the space that you're in. That also means that that space is yours. It's not another person's. So when somebody is trying to say something to you, they're trying to influence you. It's your decision whether or not to be influenced by that. A lot of times, and this is why kind of the shirt comes forward with the are the biggest problem in your life, is we actually don't spend any time thinking of it that way. So everything's more reactive. We don't we don't take any space for ourselves. We just assume like, oh, you jumped in my space and did this for me. When you think about that, that's kind of ridiculous, right? Because it's like what I'll do. There's an exercise. I haven't done this for a long time, actually, where I'll have a person stand in the center of a hula hoop. And that's kind of their boundary in their space. And it's not appropriate to, like, to, if you have another person in another hula hoop to just walk over and stand inside of the other person's hula hoop, that space that they're taking up. But th- what we're talking about is like living in a way in which this other person has jumped inside your space and then is saying all these things. And then they are somehow responsible for everything that's going on in your life. And it's like, wait a minute. No, your problem is your problem. Right.
1: So breaking that down even more, I, I really like that example because. In several ways, we can become the problem for ourselves in that scenario. One would be if we surrender our space. So let's say somebody did jump inside my hula hoop. That's not okay, right? That will happen. People will do that, maybe accidentally, sometimes on purpose. Usually, it's not with like malicious intent, right? Usually, with some sort of self protective or self-serving thing or sometimes it's even they think that they're doing something good but they don't realize that it was hurtful or harmful. So they get into our hula hoop and I can make things worse by thinking you're so terrible, you're so awful and then I like body slam you <laughs> or something <laughs> and I'm like okay that didn't that didn't make things any better. Um if I stay in that so if you're inside of my hula hoop and I feel threatened by that i feel anxious i feel dysregulated and i do nothing i've made things worse for myself because i've not regulated i can also if i choose to not kick you out of that or if i don't move like i could move away like pick up my hula hoop and you know get you out of it essentially and move to another area where you're no longer in my space if i choose not to do that then i'm not using my power that i have to move myself away from that infringement Right. So that's another way in which I'm allowing you to be in my space that you've already violated and I'm doing nothing about it. I'm not using a boundary for myself to protect myself or I'm not communicating something saying like, hey, you know, when you did this, I felt really upset, really anxious. Can you please move out of my space? And another sense, there's a way of saying this, that we can also interpret things in our heads as being something that they're not. So let's say you instead of this idea that you physically moved inside of my hula hoop, let's say you say some words, you say something critical or negative that I don't like and maybe I take it personally. I if I imagine that you've moved into my hula hoop space but you're physically not standing in my hula hoop space and I'm then reacting like,
2: "Oh man, you're in my
1: space, but you're not really" I can be taking something personally that's not meant to be taken personally. And I've now made things worse for both of us because that's not what's actually happening. And then if I react from that, right, and I'm reactive to something that didn't really happen, like you're not actually in my physical hula hoop space. But I'm feel I feel like you are. I feel infringed upon. But that's not what's actually happened. If I don't have that mental clarity and mental boundary,
0: I've now also participated in and created a problem for both of us. So what we're talking about here is a way to once you can kind of acknowledge that the problem that you have in a relationship or with different things, if you start with you, that you are the problem, then you actually start with a lot of influence because now it's like, OK, well, how am I experiencing this? What's going on? In the world of therapy, the power of connection and understanding is undeniable. That's where the Peer Network steps in, offering a bridge of support that complements your clinical experience. Imagine a
1: service where certified peer support specialists through telehealth extend your reach, offering clients continuous, compassionate care. This is what the Peer Network provides.
0: Our peer support specialists are not just trained, they are experienced. They've walked the path of recovery and resilience. They speak the language of empathy and understanding, essential in mental health and addiction recovery journeys.
1: As a clinician, your goal is to see your clients thrive. The peer network enhances this journey, offering a layer of support that's accessible, reliable, and deeply human.
0: Join us in this mission of comprehensive care Incorporate the Peer Network into your practice today and witness the transformative power of peer support and mental health.
1: Visit thepeernetwork.com. Together, let's create a world where everyone feels supported, understood, and connected.
0: I find it interesting as you giving me that example, I was thinking of uh, I've got I've got a few folks that I've heard from and these are actually not clients. It's like talking with other clinicians and it's and they're saying something about people that they were working with. And it's there's a theme going on right now where there's people wanting uh, their, their impression is they want to be mind read, like mind reading mm-hmm. type of thing. And I was thinking, you know, that's interesting because. It's like this person is saying, you're not allowed into my space unless you totally under, you can prove you totally understand it without me saying any words at all.
1: Like, and, and the piece of that is like, I, so the, my piece is like, I'm not going to say any words to let you in or to tell you what I'm thinking, but you have to find the door, the back door that I've left open for you somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so you're having a problem with people being close to you. Right you just wish they would be close and they would stop abandoning you but you would have to use words you <laughs> right. are the like, right in order for them to know like right. how to be close but you're too scared to put yourself right. out there for the re- potential rejection or <gasps> Real abandonment because they actually won't care about what you're saying. Not true, by the way. And even if even if you felt that way, that's your feeling.
1: And even if it did happen, that's probably somebody who you don't want to have close to you anyway, because if they're actually going to leave you or not be there for you, then they're probably somebody that you don't really want that close to you anyway. But the point that we're getting that we're saying, and I want to transition now into these different areas of our lives so we can see what this looks like. Is that you have a sense of agency over your feelings, over your words and actions, over your interpretations. And if we just start there from that point, right, like something's happened between you and I, Nathan, you know, you said something. And I'm like upset or whatever. If I start with what did I do? Did I say or do something that might have impacted you and affected you in some way? If I start there, then I'm going to take responsibility over myself, my own agency, And if you're starting there at that same point, like, oh, no, like he seems to be apologizing or asking me if something's okay. If you're asking yourself, oh, did I do something that hurt you or offended you? Then I can then say, well, yeah, when you said this, I felt this way. And you can be like, oh, wow, I had no idea that that offended you. I was just saying something else. But now I can see how that might have offended you. It's so it's quick and it's easy to be able to resolve things because we're not pushing blame off of ourselves onto somebody else. And then the other person now has to like somehow know and understand and mind read and then take
0: responsibility for something that might not even be theirs. Yeah. It's like a, um, what comes to mind and I hope this, I hope this works This is my out loud self, but this metaphor or analogy of a car, if somebody gave you a car and it's your car and then you walked to work, you didn't drive your car. You just kept walking to work and complaining about the walk. Like, and then somebody was like, why don't what, I mean, I don't, you're, you're the problem of the walk and all the things you don't like about the weather could be solved if you actually take responsibility for what it is that you've been given mm-hmm. and then just use it you right. know, in a different right. way. Right. So anyway. Go ahead.
1: Yeah. So I have a few different um, like examples of this, because the idea is that I think what we said originally was that we know these concepts and these principles, but then something will happen and we will be disconnected from this reality or this truth. Because we don't see how it's true or we don't want it to be true in this specific example. So, for example, in your health, if we're talking about your health, um, you might not believe your worth being healthy or taking care of yourself. If you you might struggle to prioritize things in your life that will help you with your own health. Maybe you can't say no to bad things or you can't get over certain difficult feelings and say yes to hard things. So, for example, like one of these things might be uh, getting up early in the morning to get a workout in or, um, you know, when you're tired, getting over the tired feeling to say yes to you know exercise or saying no to eating the unhealthy things around the holidays or whatever. So those might be things in yourself that are your problem that are keeping you. Those are the obstacles between you and a better health, more exercise, better
0: sleep, those kinds of things. Yeah, I think actually, you it makes sense on the holidays to eat whatever you want, but because you said don't do that, and that's why you're the biggest (laughs) problem in your own life, (laughs) in my own mirror too. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I'm sure they're not related.
1: Probably not. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so here's another one. Um, In your relationships. So maybe if you're having problems, you know, you mentioned like abandonment or maybe you're having some conflict or you've got some repeated cycles or patterns that you're seeing happening in your relationships. It might be based on this principle of you are the biggest problem in your own life. It might be that you don't want to see your mistakes. Maybe you'd rather blame the other person because it's easier to say that the other person is responsible And uh, it's they're more responsible than the things that you're doing, because you don't want to see yourself in a negative light. Or maybe you feel like it would negate the hurt that you have that maybe is perfectly legitimate. Right. But instead of taking responsibility for that hurt, you want to put the blame on the other person and say, well, it's their
0: fault. They should fix it and make me feel better. That doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. And it won't. And it really will not happen most of the time. And honestly, the people that it does happen with. That's probably going to be codependency, um, because that's how the relationships can work that way. So uh, the other thing that that comes to mind as you're saying this, Aaron, like to try to flesh it a little bit more, is this idea that there isn't really. We're not trying to suggest that there is. Okay, you identify that, like you agree with us, right? And then you're like, okay, I'm going to do it this way. It's not quite like that. It's more like, okay, what do I actually think? Because it might be like that you're like, oh, I do want to, like, take the workout example earlier. Like, you know, want to get up, you know, am am I, okay, I have a worth problem. Do I believe I'm worth getting up in the morning and going to work out and all that kind of stuff? And when you start to, let's say that you start to reflect, you're taking this seriously and you're like, yeah, totally, I'm worth it. And then there's also the reality that, like, but the truth is, I don't really, I'm not a person that's going to work out. Like, I will not be successful doing that if I'm honest with myself. It's not about, anything other than I don't operate that way. Okay. You're right. still, you're still trying to figure this out. So we're not necessarily saying whatever thing you're identifying as a problem. You just do the direct opposite because you're the problem, you know, type of a thing, right? It's more like, no, we're know saying like, slow down. This is the process of, of taking your own self seriously and really knowing like, okay, this is what's happening. And then just being honest with the logical progression, which the, here's the thing with that, which I think that we don't have patience for in our society That takes time like you cannot just decide like, okay, well, that's it. I'm going to do it this way. No, that's reactive. Still, you're still reacting. You would actually have to take some space. You know, for me, it's good. I have a drive home that's about 20 minutes. like it's a lot easier to take time for me while I'm driving to be reflective and that kind of thing but it, you still have to find space in your day to do this kind of thing. If not, it's never going to happen. You're just going to wait and wait and wait and wait and still do the same things and still be the problem. You
1: know? <laughs> exactly. nothing's going to happen. But the cool thing is you'll get to listen to this episode on repeat. <laughs> like, oh yeah. I think I get it. Oh yeah. Now I get, it. Oh yeah. Now oh, I get okay. it. after seven episodes. Um, yeah. Like for just a quick example on this, like I, I, I will talk about working out with some of my clients and I know there's this one guy that, I would talk about working out in the mornings and he's just like, I can't do that. I I, it has to be in the afternoon. I just I can't get myself up in the morning. And I'm like, that's totally okay. that not everybody needs to get up first thing and work out. You know, some people work out in the evening, some people in the afternoon or on their lunch break or whatever. It's fine. Just know what works
0: for you. Part of that, too, honestly, to take it one more level is if you feel like you should be working out at a certain time in that way. Is probably going to be advantageous for you to think, why do I even think that? Why do I why would I think that working out in the morning is somehow better? Like, I'm supposed to do that. Maybe you have friends and influences in your life that you're like, oh, I'm not as good as them because they do. They have these habits like that might just not be your thing.
1: Right. OK, so two more here quickly. Um, another one might be in your parenting So with your parenting, your kids may have their own individual issues. You know, every kid is their own independent person, which is hard to hard to remember. Right. Because we want to think that it's a reflection of us. Like I'm I did something and I have completely shaped this person rather than thinking they also have their own personality and they're making their own decisions. So my kids may have issues, but I might not be aware of how I'm contributing to those Right. So, like, am I doing something that's like not good parenting or is there some reaction or something that I'm having that's causing them to react to me? Because that's probably part of it. But also, let's say my kid does have some issues. I need to learn how to be a better parent or respond to their needs. So it might be that they've maybe they've got um, special needs or they've got a certain difficult personality or a personality that's difficult for me. So I need to find out what is it about me that has So little tolerance, so little patience, so little understanding for what they actually need. And then I need to go do something about that. Go find out, learn, talk to people, get some help so that I can understand how I can care for my children better than I currently am. And maybe it's just as creating some space for them to be how they are and then setting proper boundaries for myself because I can't change other people. I can't change my kids, but I can certainly give some consequences that if they're going to behave this way and make these choices. At least they're going to experience some healthy consequences for that, and that's as much as I can do with myself. Okay. Then, lastly, in your work, uh, maybe you're not being honest with yourself about your performance. This is a difficult one, right? You're um, maybe you're getting certain feedback from people, and you want to blame your boss, the environment, your coworkers, or whatever. Um, But am I being honest with myself about what my strengths and my weaknesses are? Or maybe I'm not setting boundaries for myself of when to stop uh, or um, when to ask for help if I need it. So if I'm doing those things, then I might actually be creating more of a problem for myself in my work and saying, oh, I'm so tired. There's such slave drivers or um, I don't get good feedback, but I'm not really asking for help. I'm not looking at my areas of weakness and then saying, hey, I'd like to grow in these areas. I'm recognizing I don't know what to do here or I'm not very skilled in these areas I need to go get some help. Maybe it's some training or some coaching or some guidance somehow. But that ultimately is my problem, right? That's not sure other people can help with that, but it's my responsibility to take the initiative of that and to bring it to someone that can help me.
0: We need a head for home here, but just in closing, there's probably one of these areas that Aaron's been talking about that sticks out more to you. And whatever area that is, is going to be the hardest one you have. Probably going to have like the biggest reaction to it. Yeah. The biggest pushback. I I would suggest one way to tiptoe into the tulips where you start. This might not be that area. A lot of times the biggest issue is with a spouse or partner um, where you seem to be able to do things pretty well. Or a parent child. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and you're doing it like. Pretty well, like you're great with other kids, you know, and for whatever reason, your own kid is Satan, um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> the spawn of not Satan. your fault. <laughs> it's the spawn of Satan, which means
0: actually you're Satan <laughs> <laughs> right. and they're your spawn. <laughs> <laughs> so try you could start. So in another in another box is what my point is to try to see what it feels like where it's a little easier and then you can know you're as awesome as you thought you were. And uh, and then try to migrate that to the box that makes you a little bit nervous
1: because ultimately, okay, I know the saying is you are the biggest problem in your own life, but you are also awesome. You're great. You know you you are who you are, and there's nobody else like you. And we want to help you to be the best you, so that you're not getting in your own way and detracting away from that or taking away from being
0: your best. Yes. So it's obvious at this point. Shrinkthink.com forward slash swag check out the swag your biggest problem have a great day
1: thanks for listening to our show don't forget to head over to apple podcasts spotify stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode you can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course nine ways to overcome fear and self-doubt and you'll get nine weeks worth of customized practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life thanks again for listening